Oh, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Comic Book Layer Podcast. I'm Kyle. What's up, everybody? I'm Ray. And we've got another good one for you today. It's a book of the week show. So our spotlight this week is going to be Hawkeye Freefall. And I can't wait to dig into that. But before we do, we always like to catch up with Ray and see what he's been reading. So uh, what you been up to, man? Dude, how are you, man? Happy uh, April 1st, man. April Fool's Day. Dude, are you a big fan of April of uh, April Fool's Day? Some people hate it. All right. I honestly think it's hilarious and I love it. And I was listening to the radio this morning on the on the way to work and like the the host of this radio station I was listening to they were like whoever's an adult and participates in April Fools is just like silly. Like it's something kids do and adults you guys should not be doing this and and what? they were like yeah, they were hating on it and I was just like Maybe I'm still a kid because I think it's hilarious. I love it, man. You have to do it right. I mean, don't go over the top, but. Yeah. And I mean, there. yeah, exactly. There's lines you don't cross, you know, just keep it fun. And um, I didn't do any April fooling today, but I did get some some pranks pulled on me today that were actually really funny. Um, At work, I have this uh, golf cart that I have to roll around in just because the campus I work on is really big. And, um, so I show up, you know, do my normal routine and I, I go to unplug my car and to, to do a hot lap around campus and my, my cart's missing. I'm like, what, Where, where's my cart? You know? So I'm like, all right, somebody, somebody's tricking me, you know? So I was like, oh, maybe they just parked it around back. So I walk around the backside of my building, nothing. I'm like, dude, they really pulled a fast one on me. Maybe it's like way over at the dock. So I start walking across campus and I start texting my work group and like a, a group text and I'm like, Hey, you know, funny, where, where's the car? And everybody's like busting up. They're like, did you find it yet? And where I had to walk is pretty far across campus. And I'm like, no, I'm all the way on the opposite side of the campus going to get it. I'm sure it's at the dock. And they immediately called me just busting up laughing. They're like, no, it's in our building. <laughs> <laughs> so like, then I had to walk all the way back across campus and it was literally in our building, just in a place I never look. And it was like covered with boxes and it was, dude, it was just hilarious. It was like a perfect, I don't know. I thought it was hilarious. And um, so they got me, but nice. um, my daughter got me as well today so it it was pretty funny my wife got me but that's about it today but yeah i wanted to get somebody but the only thing i could think of was on the phone with a co-worker and i was like hey how you doing and she's like how are you and i was like uh i broke my leg (laughs) (laughs) she was like you broke your leg are you all right and i was like i couldn't keep it going yeah april fools and she hated it she's like dumb (laughs) Yeah, but um, yeah, so I didn't get to prank anybody or do anything funny, but um, it, it was a fun day today. Um, but as far as reading, yeah, I got a couple things in. I was able to read um, both of the We Live issues, one white and black. Which oh, you was, read the white and the black? Yeah, what, um, you got one of them in, didn't you? What'd you get in? I read the white. I didn't get to black, but I did read uh, We Live Age of the Palladians, number one, white. What'd you think? I want to hear, like, com- coming off how good we live, the the first volume was, yeah. I had high expectations. Like, I was, I was just pumped on it. Me too. Uh, 
And I guess as part of me is kind of like, I guess I should have expected this, right? Because they set you up, you know, it's going to be totally different. Like yeah. now it's this, this age of the superhero. Uh, and what's it say here? It's like, however many years later or whatever, I don't remember, but um, I don't even know if they said it. 77 days after the fourth great. And anyway, doesn't matter, but it was so text heavy, dude. Like they were just trying to explain too much. And the, what I really loved about the first one is it kind of threw you into these people's lives that you ended up really caring about. And so that still carries over. I still, I'm still like, I still have those feelings and emotions for like Hatoto and his sister and humble. Yeah. Yeah. Tala. And, but, um, this just kind of left me a little dry, dude. I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but like, I don't know. I was getting kind of tired reading it. It was just very text heavy, man. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of felt the same way. It was super, super text heavy, just like you said. And a lot, because the first one wasn't like that. I know. And at the very end of the first one, when uh, Hototo comes down and he's like, hey, I'm here to save you now. Remember that? Yeah. Well, man, not a lot of time has passed by, but apparently he sucks at being a superhero. Well, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like the whole, their whole crew is not doing anything. Yeah. They are. uh, I thought the same thing too. But then if you like, when you, when you read the other one too, um, like the, the evolution of, of the monsters that they're fighting, it's not the same when he first became a superhero. Like right. it's it's on they're on a next level now. So he's struggling. Him and his team, they're on the struggle bus with um Yeah. And a question I had, Tala is his sister's name, right? Yeah. She didn't get, become a superhero, right? At the end of the first but she looked like she was a superhero in this one. Yeah, no, I think she just has some high tech like cool mech suit. Oh, okay. So then what's the difference then? We could have all just created high tech mech t- suits. For a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I hear what you're saying, but I guess a lot of, a lot of this high tech stuff too, I think is going to be, um, coming from, uh, what's his name? Humbo. Remember how he was at just super. Oh, so smart, maybe you, like, there's not. Yeah. But they did create a huge shield around their city. Like they obviously have some tech. Yeah. Abilities. <laughs> I mean, I, I still enjoyed it. It definitely um, was was different than what I expected. Um, I'm still in it, you know, to see what's going on next. And um, hopefully, after they, you know, set it up with all the all the this first two, they can um, kind of go back to how it was in in the, in the first volume. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I know that they transitioned into the superhero thing, but you can't uh, take away. Th- you gotta, you like keep us connected to the characters. Yeah, that that was exactly that was what you know the first vol like immediately you had the, just a connection with with Humbo and and uh, yeah Hototo and even the old and, dude right away. Yeah, exactly. And this one with the new characters that were introduced, I'm just kind of like, eh. you know, obviously still you know super stoked on on the the main characters Tala and Hototo, but like all the other characters that were introduced. I didn't feel that like connection that I did with, you know, the ones in the first, first volume. What'd you make of the art? The art's still great. That's cool. Yeah. I love the world. Really cool. Double page spreads in here. Sorry to cut you off. No. And and the, the, the issue I have, I think it's the same issue as you. It has like that fold out cover. Yeah. So cool. They did that for the first volume too, but yeah, super rad. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it, dude. They're so cool. The art was great still, so... Did you do the music for this one? I didn't get to it. I didn't. Yeah, no, I didn't. The first, I, I should. I should go back through it and um, scan those little codes and, and check out the, the music because they were great in the first one. Dude, but I'm like, uh, I think it's like pretty quick here. Like on the fourth page, uh, that dude who's walking in the cityscape in the background. Yeah, he's huge. Nuts, man. He's, that's what I mean. Like they're not fighting like uh um the same creatures they were when we saw them you know what i mean like they right, evolved yeah. like crazy and they even have a name a different name for them too i think i can't remember what they were calling them mm, i don't I remember it, yeah it says in the first couple pages but um yeah they they evolved to something even crazier than what they were originally battling you know yeah <clears throat> um what you does is black a little different than white is it like, how is that different than the white? Yeah, so it, it kind of just tell, tells it from a, a different pers- perspective. Like, you see Humbo in the beginning of uh, Black. And, uh, I mean, it's not crazy different. It's basically the same storyline, just kind of like from, like, if you were telling it and I was telling it. Okay, so my question is, why? Yeah, I Because they're I not did. continuing. Like, I'd get it if it was like, there was a We Live Black and a We Live White that were going on at the same time, but it's just a one shot. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like they're just dealing with the same stuff. Like the city, you know, their cities are collapsing because what they're facing is crazy and they're trying to get the power back on to extend their shields. And it's, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I can't remember if they're from different megalopolises, you know? So I don't know if they're, so maybe it's megalopolis nine and two or something like that. I can't remember, but, um, right. I, yeah, well, are I don't you know. still excited to keep up with it? Like, are you a little bit like you feel like kind of um, like, well, I guess I need to, or are you excited to? No, I'm still excited to at this point. If it goes another couple issues and kind of doesn't pull me in like the first one, then I'll be like, eh, I don't know if I want to continue it just because the first volume was just so good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> But the do you art notice alone, I do I do that all the time? Like for some reason, whenever I'm ending something, I always repeat it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> but dude, the art alone is just good. Like so good. I know, and there really were some some really rad double page spreads in there that were yeah super cool. And you got the and cool the monsters tra- were rad. The trading cards, didn't you? Yeah, so cool from uh, Coffee and Comic. Uh, so I got Hatoto and Tala too. So I thought that was pretty cool. That's cool. And that's so cool because in this issue they're using them. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? I didn't yeah. even I didn't know that was a thing, but yeah, the little trading cards are like in the comic. Yeah, they're pretty neat. So, thank you coffee co- coffee in a comic. Yeah. I got to learn his real name. <laughs> but check out Coffee in a Comic, really cool coffee shop, really cool coffee shop, really cool comic shop. Hey, hey it's okay. He, he called me co- the comic book liar. And he he sent you some coffee too, so it's a win-win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool dude though. But um, what else did you get into this week? Dude, I'm going to tell you the one thing that like has not let me down for a single page. Mm-hmm. I know you read it a while ago, mm-hmm. uh, but I finally got my really late shipment from, uh, you know. Tifa. <laughs> yeah, Tifa. And uh, dude, I read Noctera 8, man. Gosh, dude. I just love Noctera. I can't wait for the next one to come out there. That's so good. Dude, it's so stinking good, man. 
Isn't Dude, Blacktop, Blacktop Bill just Bill nuts? He's the coolest villain, I think. He's one I of my so favorite too. villains in a long time. Which was funny because I was reading Scott Snyder's newsletter and he was talking about how Joker's like the coolest villain ever. And I was like, what do you mean, dude? You're right in the coolest villain ever. I'm just yeah. joking, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I love the Joker. The Joker is one of the most like just a maniac of a villain. Like he's so crazy. But yeah, Blacktop Bill, yeah. man. He, he's dude, on that, that scene level. where he rolls into that town and just levels them. Yeah, Woo. man. He's um, he's just crazy. He, and he straight up tells them because they're explaining how awesome this place is and how, and like how far they've come from where it used to be. And he just shoots them all. And he's, they're just like, why are you doing this? And he's like, I got to say, I like the uh, that old version better. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like he just has just something in him, man, that is just on another level of villainy. What do you think about kind of where this is going? Like now that they're teaming up with Blacktop. I love that final scene, dude. Where he's just like, let's go save the world. It's yeah. like, whoa, what a crazy change. Well, Blacktop Bill knows he can't he can't tame the the um the shades. Like that's yeah. I think his original plan was like, hey, I'm gonna be the leader of these shades and then I'm gonna uh-huh. rule the world. And so he knows if if they don't leave, you know, he can can't get what he wants. Right. So it's gonna be a team up for a little bit, and then if they ever figure out how to fix their situation you know, then what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, I love it, man. It's just, it has been nonstop great. Like every issue, dude, like there hasn't been one kind of like where I was like, man, three kind of wasn't that good. Like everyone's been amazing. Yeah. Kudos to you, Scott Snyder. I know it's been, it's been a great run and, um, I can't wait for nine. I think we have a couple more weeks for nine to come out. Yeah. But really, I wasn't able to, um, to read too much more than uh, the We Live and then um, our B.O.W. It's kind of a a busy week just with the kids. I had one one of my kids was sick for a day. He had like a weird stomach bug. You know how it is having littles. Yep, I do. <laughs> Currently. <laughs> one is sick. And then I read uh, Saga, the new, I think it's 57. So good, man. I know you keep, I need to get some of the old, uh, or get an omnibus or get some of the old, just like hardcover volumes and just rip through it. Pick up the compendium, man. You could probably get it cheap. Yeah. And that has issue, you know, uh, one through 55, I think, or 54. Dude. Um, did you get to, did you get to watch moon Knight? I mean, we're going to dive into moon Knight uh, at episodes one and two on the hanging next week, but just a quick, a quick kind of what'd you think? Did you get into it? What'd you think? <sighs> I don't know how quick I could be. <laughs> it just, was, did you, I'll what just you say, thumb dude, up, thumbs down? I'm going to give it two thumbs up. Yeah, I, I good, thoroughly huh? enjoyed it. Um, it. It was great. That's all I'm going to say because yeah. I don't want to, yeah, yeah, let's not get into it too much, but yeah, I was able we'll to dive watch into it. it next week. Yeah, man. I've watched it three times already. Serious? Serious. Well, just be, be pumped that I was able to watch it once. You know me when it comes to watching shows. That's like true. I'm always far behind. But I, I was, was actually pumped when you called me. I know. I was actually able to watch it actually Wednesday night. And so um, but yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed it. I can't wait for the second episode already. And um yeah, really good, man. Dude, isn't Oscar Isaac just 
He Amazing. killed it. Yeah, he just killed it, man. He was hilarious. Like, I love when later he was talking. Gators. Dude, I almost was just about to say later Gators. <laughs> it's the new thing, dude. It's everywhere now. All right. Let's stop chatting about it. All right. Yeah. We'll 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 talk about that next week. We'll talk about uh, episodes one and two. But I loved it, man. Uh, can't wait to yeah. to keep going with that. And dude, another uh, another cool thing I think that what people might be interested in is right now InStockTrades.com is having their spring sale, dude, and it's like up to sixty five percent off some really really good titles. So if you're looking to pick stuff up, check them out. InStockTrades, click on the their spring sale there and. Uh, we're not affiliated or anything. We just like, you know, throwing out some cool ideas here and there, uh, some good opportunities. So check check that out. Yeah, dude, definitely. If anybody's a fan of getting trades, like it, 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 they've got a bunch of good stuff going on over there. Like basketball heads, hardcovers on there, a bunch of Batman stuff, like smoking deals. I know I'm going to pick some stuff up. So check it out if you guys are looking for some for some trades for sure. Yeah, man. What do you think we get into our trade of the week? Some Hawkeye free fall. Let's do, yeah, let's do it. Have you, um, is this your first dive in any Hawkeye? Have you read? It's Hawkeye? not. I have read the Matt Fraction run, which uh, was said to be the main sort of uh, inspiration for the show. I know some people have questioned that. I think Remzo said that he, there was another one that I think maybe Ultimate Hawkeye or something like that, but you could definitely see some of the similarities from the fraction run. So they're definitely there. I like all the, the Russian dudes saying bro all the time. <laughs> I heard so the fraction funny. run was really good too. Dude, it was amazing, man. Yeah. I loved it. The only thing I'll say uh, here early up, up front is that the Hawkeye here in Freefall, I love his personality more than the Hawkeye in the fraction run. Like I like the funny, I like the, the dialogue. We'll get into it, but uh, I really like the portrayal of Clint in this uh, Rosenberg run. So, yeah, this is uh, Hawkeye Freefall written by Matthew Rosenberg, art by Otto Schmidt. Um, and this is, I don't remember when it came out, uh, but it's not too old. I, I think, think it was like pre, didn't it come out like pre-pandemic and then yeah. the pandemic hit and they had to kind of put it on hold? Yeah, so one of the interesting things about this run is that I think issues one through three were out, then the then the pandemic hit, and so they made a motorcycle drive by my house right as I was going to say this. I, <laughs> scared the poop out of me. Did you see that? I, dude, like, <laughs> I didn't see it, but I heard it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so then the four or or whatever it was, like five and six or four, five and six were released digital only. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because the fans kind of demanded it, they ended up printing them later on. Um but I think that this might have been cut shorter than it initially was planned, or because maybe of than the Ro- pandemic. Yeah, or maybe than Rosenberg want. I don't know. Maybe this is all the story Rosenberg wanted to tell. Uh, without having here him on the show with us, it's hard to yeah. know for sure. Just dial him um, up. Yeah, give me a sec. Dial him up and let's <laughs> I, have a chat with a little with Matt here. I have to say, I watched a bunch of interviews with him this week, uh, and he seems like a cool dude. Is uh, and you know, I've really. You know, he's responsible for what's the furthest place from here, him and boss and Tyler boss and four kids walk into a bank, which we talked about last week. And mm-hmm. apparently they've, they, uh, teamed up for another one that I'm really interested in put out by blast, black mask, 
Studios, but I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it looks super cool. Uh, and I'm going to pick that up. Yeah. Is this your first time into a Hawkeye? So this is both my first time into a Hawkeye and a Rosenberg title. And um, just let me tell you right up front, I want to pick up some more Rosenberg stuff because I, I definitely like this. So You're um, going to love four kids walking to a bank. Yeah, the titles we spoke about last week, definitely something I'm, uh, on my radar to pick up. And um, as far as Hawkeye goes, like, you know, just from the MCU movies – uh, Disney sure. Plus. You watched some of the show, yeah. Yeah, I, I've watched multiple episodes of the show, which I enjoyed. So, other than that, like I, I haven't read any other Hawkeye stuff um, yeah. previously to this. So, just up front, kind of as like a, I think a cool sort of jumping on point for anybody who's interested in Hawkeye from maybe watching the show and wanting to dive into some, I think, you know, a lot of them are going to jump into the fraction run because that's kind of what people talk about. But what do you think about uh free fall for a new reader? And what would you say about Clint Barton here in terms of how he is here versus the show? Is that, is that too big of a question? <laughs> no. Um, as far as a jumping in spot, like I think, this one, like, I think this anybody can pick it up and read and not be like lost. Like, you know, going into it, I, I was that person that didn't know what you know. I just know what I, from from what the movies and and the Disney Plus show has. You know yeah. what I mean? So other than that, like, I don't know too much about his history. You know, I, I know you know he 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 became the Ronin at one point just because he was um, had a lot of stuff going on in his life. So he, you know. But other than that, I don't know a ton about him. So as a jumping on mm-hmm. point, I think anybody can pick this up and they're going to enjoy it. They're, they're not going to be too lost. And, and yeah. um, it's an easy, fun read. Yeah, man. I thought it was so fun. Um, I will say if you're looking to like learn a lot about Hawkeye, this probably yeah, isn't no. the run to pick up. But if you're looking for a fun kind of weekend read, dude, I think this kind of tops the bill for me. I think it hits all the the right notes for that. Yeah. And as far as the, the Disney plus Hawkeye, um, what's his name? The actor, um, gosh, why can't I think of his name? Oh man, this is embarrassing. What is his name? <laughs> Isn't it like Rainier? Rainier? No. I thought it started with an R. I think it Ro- Rob. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is way off, dude. <laughs> what is it, dude? No, it's Jeremy Renner. That's I Jeremy was, Renner. Yeah, Jeremy Renner. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I thought he did pretty good. Like, I, I the show is really good. Um, I thought he did really good in the in the MCU movies as well. But this Hawkeye is just hilarious. He's almost like a um, gosh, what? How can I say it? Like, I get a little bit of Deadpool vibe. Yeah, like I, from the movie. Like his his dialogue, his like internal thoughts and stuff are so funny and quippy. Uh, I he's mean, like he's not as sarcastic. Crass. Yeah, he's not as crass and and stuff as Deadpool, but right, it's kind of right. got that vibe, and it's just so fun, man. I yeah. just loved it. He's cracking me up like every issue. Well, the last two, he kind of wasn't as fun or funny anymore, but still. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think that nails it. Like I was like, he's super sarcastic, and he has that that Deadpoolish vibe, which is hilarious. Um, but I love it. I love him here in this series. And yeah. I don't know if he's like that. Is he like that at all in the in the fraction run, or is he more serious? He's a he's a little more serious in the fraction. He's not as he's not quite as um, funny. 
Yeah. There's a different word that I was looking for, but he's not he's not quite as easygoing. Uh, he's a little bit more somber, a little bit more introspective in Fractions mm-hmm. Run. And this one, he's a little bit more, you know, it's like you said, sarcastic. Yeah. But here, I think uh, Freefall, this is kind of the story of, of Clint uh, and Hawkeye. Um, you know, there's a new villain on the street. And, and I don't know if it's new, but at least for, for the purposes of this story, uh, called The Hood. And, um, it's, so he's, he's trying to take out the hood cause he's tired of the hood doing all this crime. And, you know, he thinks the hood's kind of a joke and he's going to teach him a lesson, but it turns out that ends up being a lot harder for him. And so he's got to try to figure a way out to, to take out this, would you call him like a, a crime boss? Like what exactly would you, I guess he's like a crime boss, right? Like, what would you say? <laughs> yeah, I would, you know. I would put him in that category for sure. Without his magical cape that he wears, he's just a normal mm-hmm. dude. But that cape, you know, no one is going to mess with him while he wears that. Uh. Yeah. And so he kind of, it's just fun to watch Hawkeye kind of have to team up with some people you wouldn't expect him to, uh, to see some surprise guests, which we could talk about in a second. And uh, just kind of the journey that this takes Hawkeye on as a as a person Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and kind of what it does to him, and I think it leaves us on an interesting note at the end uh, for Clint and what's up, what's up for him and his future. Um, do you think there's anything else to kind of add for an overview up front about uh, Freefall? No, I think you hit it. I think, um, yeah, it's just a, he goes through a lot. I think in the in these he six does. issues right here, and yeah. um, it it like. I do wonder if Rosenberg had more going on because it it leaves you kind of hanging. Like you want to know what he turns to next because he almost loses, you know, he loses a ton yeah. throughout, you know. So it's, um, yeah, just really cool. Yeah. I mean, for you, what were some of your standout moments uh, as you were reading this? So first off, the, the art um, by Otto Schmidt. Oh, dude. I loved it. It was so good, dude. The action scenes, just like the coloring, everything was great. I I love the artwork throughout this whole thing. Me too. And the way he captures Clint's like mannerisms uh, for his sarcasm, like it just comes across on in the art. Like it's so well done. Yeah, big time. Yeah, dude, it was really really good all throughout. The backgrounds are great. The coloring's great. The lines are great. Um, Super clean. Really, really enjoyed the art all throughout this this run. But then as far as other stuff that, that I just loved is um, – and kind of was unexpected. I didn't expect to have so many like um, – I don't know. I guess you call them team-ups. Like I didn't expect to see all these other people in this. Uh, Did you know you were going to see Spider-Man? <laughs> no. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, so it was really cool to kind of see all these other – you know, characters from the, from the Marvel universe in this like short run, you know, who, yeah. who was your, I didn't, like, what'd you think? And who was your favorite that um, person he ran into? Well, you know, it's kind of funny because I don't think he's like my favorite character, but I really thought that Rosenberg nailed 
the kingpin interaction with Hawkeye. Like it felt so kingpin to me when he runs into, you know, and he's trying to meet up with him to take out Hood. He's trying to make a deal with him. Yeah. Just the way Kingpin was talking and the way he was like, he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll work out a deal with you, but it's not going to involve me because I'm not getting my hands dirty sort of thing, but I'll help you and you're going to owe me. Like I just loved that whole, and I didn't expect to see the kingpin. Uh, I guess I maybe could have thought that was a possibility because I also really loved uh, Daredevil. Yeah, I, I was just about to say Daredevil was, I mean, even though he was really short, like stint in here, I thought his interaction I, was hilarious, dude. And one of my favorite bits in the whole run. But I also just really quick, because I'll let you describe that, that scene. But I love that they kept daredevil's sort of netflix because at the time the netflix show was i think rocking and rolling Mm -hmm. and they kept uh they kept daredevil uh looking like he was in the show with that like the black mask yeah yeah kind of the early on daredevil stages yeah yeah but dude tell everybody a little bit about clint's interaction with daredevil man well i think it's just hilarious and like daredevil rolls up obviously he can't see and um (laughs) <laughs> spoiler at, at at this point um clint is actually in and disguised he's in his ronin suit at this point in the story and which he doesn't want people to know right yeah. and so daredevil shows up and he's like great i'm caught you know because here i am he knows it's me but then he just knows it's clint but he doesn't see him in the ronin suit you know and he's like waving his hand in front of his face and daredevil just like stop it you know like grabs his hand and he's like what he's like oh does he say well, i not- love yeah i love what because he's, he's he's asking himself and i'm like is clint not know because he's like wait is he messing with me because yeah he, he yeah can see that i'm in my ronin suit right and then he's like oh wait can he he can't see right huh he's blind isn't yeah, he he's and freaking so he's blind <laughs> And then Daredevil says, why are you doing that? And he's like, oh, he's not blind. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, dude. It's just such a funny, funny interaction with him. So that that was one cool one I thought was neat. Um, I thought the one with Luke Cage was pretty funny. Dude, so funny, dude. When he's just standing there, Luke Cage is getting blasted by bullets and like just so unfazed. And Hawkeye is like feeling emasculated. So he's like... Hey, could you just like kneel down with me, man? <laughs> yeah, can you just come down here because you're making me look bad? And that whole scene too, like the art in this whole scene when he's going up against the human bomb is just super cool. It's the human bomb bit was hilarious too. Yeah, dude, so funny. He's like, this dude's a human bomb. He has a bomb like painted on his suit, but he's using guns. <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah, what do sar- you think about? Go ahead. No, I was just saying that just another part, you know, where the sarcasm is just so funny to me, dude. Yeah. The like hijinks and stuff that Clint gets himself into like all the time with his girlfriend was also really funny to me. With yeah. Him and Bryce and then him and the robot version of himself uh, just kills me, dude. What do you think of Hood as a villain? I loved him. And there's no way. Like, I'm surprised at the end that Clint was able to finally get to him because he's bad. You know, obviously with the cape, without the cape, you know, he's just a normal dude. But with with whatever this um, enchanted cloak or whatever it's called he's wearing, um, dude, he is. I loved him. I thought he was great. 
Yeah. So in one of the interviews with Rosenberg, I heard him saying like he really wanted to do a Hawkeye run with Hood as the villain because they come from the same sort of background of like, you know, bro. And I don't know them, but it's just fascinating because you kind of get you can kind of tell that as it's written uh, that they're in a very similar sort of uh, stage in life. And he even kind of says it early on, like when he's making that joke about how how some people fall into bad crowds for different reasons and that that Hood did it just because he's dumb. Mm, Remember that? Yeah, in the beginning, yeah. And I feel like it's almost a little true for Clinton this too. Like he happened to just fall into the right group because he was dumb. Like he, he shouldn't be an Avenger. He just got lucky, you know, sort of thing. Yeah, because that whole scene where um, is it Hood that's asking Clint like who who or was it Bullseye saying like well who made you an Avenger? I think it was and Hood. He's like he's like well you're just self appointed just like me. Yeah. <clears throat> so I have two questions to ask you to kind of go along with what we're talking about that um, I guess are kind of intertwined so like during this whole whole run clint's like main goal is to take down the hood right yeah but he almost can't do it you know like he has to go about it a different way well the hood you know his once he finds out that clint's trying to take him down he he wants to take clint down but he can't do it directly either you know what i mean so they both have to like funny figure out ways to take each other out without being directly involved. Right. Yeah. You know? And so that kind of goes like, I guess my other question that I guess I could have said in the beginning is, you know, why, like, why did he have to be Ronan? Why couldn't he just be Hawkeye? Yeah. So I think you kind of get that early on. You see that in the scene. <laughs> it's a hilarious scene where he's with his girlfriend who happens to be the night nurse, which is also kind of funny. Um, He's, you know, he just gets back from fighting the hood and, you know, he's kind of lamenting to her like, I'm never, he thinks he's untouchable. He thinks I can't get to him. And he's kind of worrying like, maybe I really can't get to him. Uh, And so I think he kind of just decides, you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to get to this guy, I'm going to need to do some shady stuff. This is my guess. You tell me if I'm wrong or if you have a different opinion. And uh, so he kind of decides to dawn his Ronin suit again so that he can do some of the more shadier things he needs to do to ultimately get to his goal of taking out the hood. My best guess. Now, really quick before I, we hear your take on that. My biggest critique there is still, I wish I could have had a little bit more backstory on the hood because yeah, he's a villain. You can just roll into that with a Marvel comic and not worry about it. But I kind of just wanted to know like, what exactly is he doing that's like so crazy that like Hawkeye is going to end up giving up everything, like you said earlier, <clears throat> for this guy who just kind of seems like, you know, I mean, he runs into Wilson Fisk, who's a bad guy. and He's not going to lose his whole life. I mean, he's trying to work with him. So what is it about this hood guy that he's willing to lose everything and do all this crazy? You know what I'm saying? No, I'm a 100% in agreement with you. That was my only, I guess, if I had to give it some type of like bad critique. Like, I don't know why he's so like gung-ho and set on taking this guy. He's like a mid-level mo- like crime boss. He's not even like, you know what I mean? Like, you think he, like he, he this guy answers to the kingpin or or, you know, like, 
Yeah, yeah, that, right. no, that's right. Because I don't know if he answers to, but he's still kind of subordinate to Kingpin because when Kingpin comes in and says, uh, you know, I mean, when his lawyer shows up and the hoods like threatens him, right. hoods like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Like, and that's what I mean. So like Kingpin is above this guy. So why wouldn't, you know, like, I don't see what makes this guy so important to take out. You know, I don't know yeah. if he has like a personal, just like grudge against this dude. I don't know what it is. And, and well, kind of kind of mentions like what you said earlier, how they're both maybe the, the same, you know, same dude, both coming from like the same, same kind of background. Yeah. And, and um, so maybe that could be it. I don't know. Well, it kind of gets to what you were saying earlier too, and what you just said is that they end up both having a personal grudge against each other, right? Yeah. And so maybe that is just kind of what it is, is that they both feel like they have something to prove because uh, Hood kind of feels like, you know, he needs to prove himself a little bit to Hawkeye. And Hawkeye, you know, he's the whole time he's being told he's the worst Avenger. He's the worst Avenger. He, he's like, am I the worst Avenger? He's like, I, maybe he kind of feels like he needs to prove something by taking yeah. this hood guy down. But still, the ultimate importance of Hood in a world filled with villains, I'm just kind of like, okay. That said, I freaking loved it. It was yeah. a ton of fun. Yeah. Uh, but that was just a question I had about it. Yeah, same here. And um, and like kind of opposite, like the hood, he couldn't just go out and, and attack Hawkeye, even though, you know, he knew Hawkeye was, you know, this thorn in his side this whole time. But if he yeah. directly attacked him, then he's going to have all the Avengers coming after him. You know what I mean? So if he did it in a way that made it look like, hey, it wasn't me or, you know, he he had people for that. It wouldn't directly tie to him. He was kind of, you know, in the free from getting the full wrath of the Avengers or whatever. Yeah. So they both had to go around, you know, like roundabout ways to try to get at each other. Yeah, that's true. I I, I like that. I, I mean, if really that makes sense. It. No, it does to me. Um, but what do you what do you think of kind of his? Uh, he ends up pairing up with Bryce, who's kind of like a hacker. What do you think of Bryce? Dude, I like Bryce, man. He, I love um, Bryce. Yeah, he just seems he seems a little bit. Um, what's the word? Like he's easily, um, like persuade. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because he was obviously he was working for the hood, and then um, he's very he, cash motivated. Yeah, Hawkeye rolls in and he's like, "Hey, I'll give you this cash. You're, you're going to come work for me." And he's just like, "Okay," you know, like he just kind of just follows wherever you know. Mm-hmm. Wherever money's coming from, he, he's not, you know, he's not really like a leader type. He's just going to do whatever, you know, whatever anybody says if they have the right amount of money, I guess. Yeah, I loved Bryce. I thought he was just a a really cool sidekick for Clint, um, especially without having the other Hawkeye in his life in this in this run. Because you need him to have somebody to, to kind of quabble with. Quabble? Is that a word? <laughs> I don't know if that squabble, is a squabble. squabble yeah, squabble. you forgot the S. <laughs> squabble. <laughs> uh, but I like so kind of as you were mentioning earlier. Um, Clint decides or figures out that he needs to kind of don his Ronin suit again, um, and so he ends up stealing this shield thing that lets him like teleport time travel an hour into the future 
and still, so he can be in two places at once, more or less. So he can confuse people to think that he's not the Ronin. Yeah. And so he keeps <laughs> playing with that. Um, and I thought that was really clever. And I like that they didn't go into too much detail about it. You know what I mean? You just you just allowed it to be. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He yeah. could jump. Like, good. I don't need a lot of detail with time travel stuff. Yep. Yep. Just throw it out and it's happening. But so when he meets Spider-Man, Spider-Man ends up breaking it and he's kind of thrown through a loop. But I love getting to see kind of Clint's um, creativity. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and so there's that whole scene where he has Bryce hack the old sword system. And Bryce is like, why did you want me to look up a whole bunch of aliens anyway? And it turns out that Clint was looking for a scroll because they can um, change into yeah. shapeshift. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. And so it's just really cool. Uh, I love that, like seeing his being on his feet like that, like, hey, my device broke. What am I going to do? I need somebody who can look like me. This whole scroll thing was really funny. Their whole interaction was hilarious. <laughs> he runs up to the dude. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't want to ruin it. It's just really funny. Well, even uh, like I love even, that whole bit. Even before that, he gets his uh, he gets his robot guy. That, oh, that, yeah, yeah. That's that shield, hysterical. yeah, that shield made, you know, that I guess they made, you know, robots. And that whole part where he, the robot's standing there butt naked. And Bryce so is like, funny. why does he have to be exactly like you? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, why does he have junk? <laughs> yeah, dude, it, that part is just so funny to me. And like you mentioned, you know, his creativity, he lost that ability to time travel. So he now is like, all right, well, I got to get this robot and, you know, you know, I'll wear, I'll go in the Ronin suit. He'll be Hawkeye and they're not going to know it's me, you know, because if the Avengers find yeah. out what he's doing, they're going to be they're going to be pissed at him, you know, even though he's technically doing it for good reasons, he shouldn't be out there, you know, like you kind of mentioned earlier doing these, I guess you could say bad things that Hawk, you know, an Avenger wouldn't do it this way. You know what I mean? But it's the only way he was able to get to this guy. Yeah. So let let me ask you about that a little bit. Um, What do you think about, about that kind of Hawkeye bending the rules um, breaking the rules. Like, what do you think it means? I mean, at the end of this, you're kind of left with a question, right? Cause mm-hmm. he ends up breaking so many rules and doing so many crazy things that I think he loses himself a little. And so the bad guys at the end, they just let him go. Cause I think, what do they say? I just want to quote it. Cause it's, I thought it was such a good line. Um, oh yeah. He's, he says, um, not nah, let him go ox. He's one of us now, even if he doesn't know it yet. Yeah. And he's just over there like, I mean, I don't know. I just thought that was so fascinating. Like, I wish Rosenberg could pick this back up and just tell me where this is going. I just want to know from his voice. Yeah. So I think originally when Hawkeye first took on the the whole Ronin thing, it was when, um, according to the MCU, you know, he lost his whole family. You know, yeah. um, he had a, basically he had a lot of bad stuff and, and it happened to him in his life. And so he, he kind of donned this persona of of Ronan and kind of like Frank Castle and, and Punisher. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He loses his whole yeah. family, turns into a Punisher, even though he's, te- you know, he's like a good guy, but he's still doing these vigilante like stuff like, you know, bad stuff. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Does that make sense? 
Yeah, and it's a little bit like kind of what you said a couple weeks ago about Batman, right? Like I was thinking about that. Like sometimes you got to break a few rules to get the right thing done. Uh, but Batman seems like he's able to hold on to himself a little bit more than Hawkeye is here. And just really quick aside, how freaking hysterical was it that when Clint was in the Ronin suit and he's got he's talking <laughs> like Batman in it so no one can understand him and <laughs> Spider-Man calls him Christian Bale? <laughs> like I said, dude, this this whole run was just fun, man. Like you nailed it. It was just fun witty just had me laughing had humor in the right spots action all throughout like it was just great but to get back to your question like the end does make me think like is he gonna go back to like he he lost he lost everything you know i don't i won't ruin it for everybody who hasn't read it but um is he gonna go back to just being the ronin or you know what is he gonna do because every you know everybody's pissed at him like he's kind of left with nothing you know I know, man. He's, yeah, he doesn't have a thing. And you're kind of just curious, like, once the other Avengers find out, like, what is going to happen? Yeah. So, is there any other kind of things you wanted to mention or talk about before we got into our reviews? Um, I don't think so, man. I just, overall, like we mentioned, like, it's just a, it's just a fun story that you can just get into and, um, yeah. just enjoy, like, a, like a weekend read, you know, it's just fun. Yeah, man, I absolutely loved it. So if you if you had to rate it and kind of sum up your feelings on it, what would you say? I mean, I guess you did kind of give us a little bit of a summary there, but yeah, um, I'm going to give it a solid eight, man. You know, um, four for the writing and four for the art. Like it, it was, I'm, I'm going to give it a solid eight. That's what I would do. Yeah, I think that's pretty good, man. I guess I'm going to do the same thing. Uh, <laughs> I think I'll, I'll I'll elaborate a little bit, I guess, though, since I were giving it the same number. Uh, this is the problem with letting you go first. Um, I would give the art a four. I loved it. I thought the action scenes were fantastic. Uh, the emotions, the expressions were really great. Um, there wasn't a ton of detail or anything like that, but it's a story that doesn't need it. Um, but just for that reason, I, I think I'll stick with a four. Um I really love. I really loved it. I thought that Otto Schmidt did a fantastic job. He was just really capable of showing motion, uh, emotion. Mm. Uh, I just think it was especially really, with really Hawkeye. good. Yeah, especially with Hawkeye, yeah. like the parts where he's just being sarcastic, and you have just his like his the body dial- language is on point. Yeah, for sure. And um, I'll give the the story of four. I really think that Rosenberg had a perfect five in him like ready to be written but my guess is something happened when COVID hit and this isn't the full story and it was kind of rushed that's my guess i don't know this could be the full story but my god dude i think rosen i don't know i think rosenberg's doing dc stuff still i know he's doing his indie stuff still uh but come on man come back yeah come back please he did great and like i said this (sighs) is my first rosenberg read and um i loved it there was just a just a weird thing with you know like i wish i kind of knew like you said more about the hood um and and why like he was so important but i mean i guess we kind of talked about it you know kind of cleared that up a little bit but other than that i can't wait to you know he made me want to read more of his stuff which is awesome yeah you know would you would you recommend this to new readers you think like a good way to jump into some comic books. I think, I think I would, I think it's just super fun. Like this is oh, get yeah. anybody excited. Yeah, exactly. Like you read one of these and, and just, 
it's going to make you want to, for one, it's going to make you want to learn like Hawkeye's backstory. Like, cause after I read this, like for sure beforehand, like I was like, Oh, it's Hawkeye, whatever. But now like, I want to know more about Hawkeye for one. Yeah. And then for two, like you're like, wow, this was written by this guy Rosenberg. I want to see what else he wrote. Cause it was fun. It was, you know, yeah. Anybody yeah. just getting into comics can pick this up and be like, now I'm, you know, it's like a perfect entry comic book to get people on board. Yeah. The only thing I'll say is that the only place I was able to find this trade was on Amazon. So if you're looking for it, that's a sure bet. If your local comic shop doesn't have it, uh, and the pages are really thin, so just make sure you do your due diligence Gosh. and separate them as you're <laughs> Listen, as you're reading here. to make sure that you don't think you accidentally <laughs> skipped any pages as you're reading. And text your buddy saying, "Hey man, this is weird. What the heck happened to Captain America in issue six? Dude, listen. <laughs> Just to give everybody a little backstory here on this inside joke, I finished this before you did, and so I was on my way to work this morning, and I was just like, the issue six just didn't make sense to me. I was like, there was so many like, like loopholes and so many things that weren't cleared up. I was just lost. I was like, dude, this whole series was great until issue six because I had no idea like. You know, Captain America gets hit one time and then I never see him again. Like, there's no, like, there was just so many loose ends. It didn't make sense to me. And so on my way to work, I was like, I'm going to listen to, you know, uh, try to find something on YouTube to to see if I can get issue six cleared up since I wasn't understanding it. And this guy starts talking and he's talking about all this stuff that I had no idea what he was talking about, dude. And so I flip over my phone and I look at it and I... he's showing me pages that I didn't even see. And so I could have sworn my, my trade had missing pages. And then I come home from work and I was going through it and I was like, no, not missing pages. They were just stuck together and I didn't open them. So I read all issue six and I I skipped like three pages because they were stuck together. And um, no wonder it didn't make sense. So funny, dude. So it was, it was hilarious. Well, I'm glad we could, we solved the the problem. Yeah, gosh, dude, it was embarrassing. Now, <laughs> I, I was I was uh, a little worried we were going to have to get you another copy. I know it was going to be tough, but um, anyway, so super funny. That's an eight and an eight, so that's a sixteen from the old comic book layer. Yeah, definitely. Good, guys, yeah, go pick this up. Um, those of you who've read other Hawkeye stuff, like I know, I know you've read Fraction, but what else is some other cool Hawkeye stuff that I can get into? Um, if anybody has yeah, any recommendations, I definitely love to hear them because um, you know, I want to know more about Hawkeye and get into sure. get into some cool stories with him. Yeah, let me know. I I really I heard he you know before this he was kind of more a lot more serious of a character, uh, but I really like this take on it and it kind of kind of want to know other Hawkeye stuff I can get into because it was a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Even Rosenberg stuff. I know you mentioned a couple, you know, other Rosenberg stuff, but I'm sure he's written a ton. Like you said, he's doing some DC stuff maybe. <clears throat> yeah, he's done a lot of DC stuff. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but definitely check it out because he's a great writer. Yeah. But another one that he wrote over at um, Black Mask was We Can Never Go Home, which looks super fascinating. Hmm. Um, story of two teenagers, a mixtape, a stolen car, a fully loaded 45 strange abilities, dead drug dealers and their money, 
a dark and modern story about getting lost and finding yourself on the back roads of America. It looks super cool. Dude, that does sound cool. Yeah. I'm going to have to check that one out. Yeah. yeah, man. Well, dude, so 16 for Hawkeye Freefall. I love it. Hop on our Discord. Let us know what you think if you get into it, if you picked it up based off what we said, or if you're, you know, look, if you just watched Hawkeye on Disney and you're looking for something really fun to read. I'd even say after reading the Fraction stuff, I'd go here first. It was just so fun. Yeah. And then after this, maybe hop into the Fraction stuff. Um, but let us know. Hop in our Discord. Join the conversation with us. Uh, we both really love to hear what you what you thought about this and definitely would like to know you know, what else we can read on Hawkeye, man. Yeah, definitely. But what are you looking forward to next week, man? Got anything coming up? Anything that's got a little twinkle in your eye out there in the future? Oh, yeah, dude. Next week, um, my biggest thing I'm looking forward to is Little Monsters 2. Yeah, that's like yeah, yeah. yeah, that is what I'm super stoked on. So hopefully I can get to the shop on Wednesday and um, pick that up. Uh, new Master Series coming out as well. Uh, I was going to um, ask you about that. Yeah, so that should be pretty cool. And then uh, I think we mentioned this um, last week. The Deadpool Bad Blood is being re- uh, released. Yeah, yeah. And they're doing it. So it's an original graphic novel. But my understanding is they're breaking it up. Yeah, I and think so. And so they're actually yep. releasing it as like a one, two, and a three, and a four maybe. But anyway, so that's super cool. Yeah, so that should be fun. I think I might pick that up as well. Um, what about you? What are you, what are you looking forward to next week on uh, Wednesday? Well, de- most definitely Little Monsters. I knew um, you were, yeah. There is an Aftershock that's coming out that looks super fascinating. I don't t- know too much about mm. it other than the, the cover really caught my eye. But it's uh, The Ocean Will Take Us. Yeah, I did see that one too. Definitely looks kind of neat. Yeah, so look into that. Uh, if you're looking for something new to grab, uh looks super cool, fascinating. And um, the other one is Moon Knight 10's coming out, which I'm 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 keeping up with the current run, so... And I've still enjoyed it. It's not, you know, the most amazing thing, but with the show and everything, I'm just kind yeah. of all Moon Knight right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but speaking of Moon Knight, man, what are what do we got going on next week? Yeah, dude, next week we're going to be hanging in the lair and um, we're going to be talking all things Moon Knight. Um, we'll have two episodes to go over and um, really just dive into it, what we think about it and um, just a fun show so far. So I can't wait to talk Moon Knight with you. Dude, I cannot wait. Are you excited for, for the second one? I mean, are you nervous or are you just purely excited? Well, for one, I was bummed because I thought they were releasing, I thought they were, um, excuse me, I thought they were releasing multiple issues or multiple episodes, right? Are you just trying to, you just trying to throw shade my way because I'm the one who said that to you? Oh, even, I think even my uh, buddy at work told me they were, he thought the same yeah. thing. And so when and I, I seen heard it, it was from only the comic book club. Yeah, when I seen it was only just one, I was like, eh, because I was ready to roll right into the next one Wednesday night. <laughs> I know, me too. I was a little bummed too, and then I felt bad for telling everybody they were doing more, but eh, you know. Yeah, it is what it is. I was yeah, only man, mad so a next bit. week, hanging in the lair <laughs> with some Moon Knight, some Mr. Knight, some uh, Mark Spector, Spectre. Stephen Grant, and with Jake Lockley. It's going to be... Stephen with a V. <laughs> It's going to be a full house here on the old Squadcast. Yeah, <laughs> a lot dude. of people showing up. Definitely looking forward to All it. Right, Can't man. wait. Yeah. Well, I think the most appropriate way to uh, end this episode is with uh, Laters Gators. <laughs>
Oh, dude, that's going to be a thing. And if you keep saying it, you're going to just, it's going to be one of those things where you, it's just going to, that's, you're going to be your new norm. I just Lady wish Skaters. I could say it just like he does. Though. I know. Like with he says it perfect. Skaters. So good. But um, anyways, yeah. Um, for all those listening, we appreciate you guys. Um, definitely hit that like button for us and uh, subscribe to our show. Tell a friend about it. Um, we really love to hear from you. If you could uh, leave us a review, that'd be awesome. Um, come over to our Discord. We can continue the conversation on Hawkeye and Moon Knight as well. Let us know what you all think. And, um, yeah, we look forward to um, chatting with you all next week for Moon Knight. And uh, in the meantime, keep reading comics. Cowabunga, nerds.